0: Welcome to the Junkyard Outreach. This is Todd, and thanks for joining me as we go through the scriptures and learn what we can to draw close to Jesus. For more episodes and information, check out JunkyardOutreach.com. And now, let's dig in. Judges chapter 11, verse 1. Now Jephthah the Gileadite was a mighty warrior, but he was the son of a prostitute. Gilead was the father of Jephthah, and Gilead's wife also bore him sons. And when his wife's sons grew up, they drove Jephthah out and said to him, You shall not have an inheritance in our father's house, for you are the son of another woman. Then Jephthah fled from his brothers and lived in the land of Tob, and worthless fellows collected around Jephthah and went out with him. After a time, the Ammonites made war with Israel. And when the Ammonites made war against Israel, the elders of Gilead went to bring Jephthah from the land of Tob. And they said to Jephthah, Come be our leader that we may fight against the Ammonites. But Jephthah said to the elders of Gilead, Did you not hate me and drive me out from my father's house? Why have you come to me now when you're in distress? And the elders of Gilead said to Jephthah, That is why we have turned to you now, that you may go with us and fight against the Ammonites and be our head over all the inhabitants of Gilead. Jephthah said to the elders, If you bring me home again to fight against the Ammonites and the Lord gives them over to me, I will be your head. And the elders of Gilead said to Jephthah, The Lord will be witness between us if we do not do as you say. So Jephthah went up with the elders of Gilead, and the people made him head and leader over them. And Jephthah spoke all his words before the Lord at mitzvah. Here you have one of my favorite characters in the Bible, Jephthah. Jephthah was a man who was an outcast. He was a man who was shunned by his family and basically kicked out. And he went out and made it on his own. His father committed adultery and fathered a child through another woman. And so his, quote-unquote, legitimate sons, they didn't want to share their inheritance with him. In the kingdom of God, there are no illegitimate children. There are no outcasts from the kingdom. Once you're in the kingdom, you will not be cast out. Once you have an inherited salvation, it is yours. No one's going to take it from you. You are a child of God. Your inheritance is secure. So Jephthah, being the son of this woman who was not married to his father, he leaves his home and rallies up with a bunch of worthless fellows. And Jephthah learned how to fight. He was an outcast. He had to defend himself. Probably as a little kid, he was picked on by his brothers and or others, called an illegitimate son. and didn't have the family that other people had. Many of you out in the junkyard world can relate to this. I've met so many people over my life that have been sons of women like this. Dads are kind of out there. Mom's doing their best to raise their kids, and everyone looking down on the mom. There's a young boy looking at his mommy, and he loves her, and mommy's doing her best. God appreciates that, and God sees that. Yeah, there's sin involved in it, but God still loves us. Jephthah ends up leaving, becomes a strong leader, and then they get jammed up. His brother Others do, and the elders, and they're like, "Well, bring him back. He's a good leader." And he's like, "What's up? You booted me out of here." And they're like, "Look, we'll make you our head. We need you in their time of need, which is the only time they felt it was necessary to reconcile with Jephthah. In their time of need, they reached out to him. So Jephthah accepts, and then he corresponds with the king of the Ammonites and said, "What's up?" And the king's like, "Dude, this is what's up." And Jephthah's like, "No, that ain't happening. Here's the issue. Leave us alone." And the king wouldn't listen, and so Jephthah's like, "All right, let's go to war." In verse 29, it says, Then the Spirit of the Lord was upon Jephthah. So it's interesting to note that here he is, he's the son of a prostitute, he's an outcast. He's someone who is looked down upon, despised by many people, yet the Spirit of the Lord's on him, is all over him. And he passed through Gilead and Manasseh, and passed on to Mitzvah of Gilead. And from Mitzvah of Gilead, he passed on to the Ammonites. So he's on the warpath. And Jephthah made a vow to the Lord and said, If you will give me the Ammonites into my hand, then whatever comes out from the doors of my house to meet me when I return in peace from the Ammonites shall be the Lord's, and I will offer it up for a burnt offering. So he's thinking, when I come home and and my animals see me, they're going to run out and probably going to be my favorite animals, because they're going to hear my voice, and then whatever comes out first, that's yours, Lord, I'll offer that up as a burnt offering. And that was from Jephthah's perspective, it was his deal with God, and when Need to be careful when we're making deals with God because the spirit of the Lord was upon Jephthah. Victory was coming. If you do this, then I'll do that. And I've done that many times as an unbeliever, you know, knowing that there's a God, but trying to make a vow. And so God gives him the victory. Jephthah returns, and it says in verse thirty-four, and he came to his house in Mitzpah, and behold, his daughter came out to meet him with tambourines and with dances. She was his only child; beside her, he had neither son nor daughter. And as soon as he saw her, he tore his clothes and said, "Alas, my daughter, you've brought me very low." And you're You have become the cause of great trouble to me, for I have opened my mouth to the Lord, and I cannot take back my vow. And she said to him, My father, you have opened your mouth to the Lord. Do to me according to what has gone out of your mouth. Now that the Lord has avenged you on your enemies, on the Ammonites. So she said to her father, Let this thing be done for me. Leave me alone two months that I may go up and down the mountains and weep for my virginity, I and my companions. So he said, Go. Then he sent her away for two months, and she departed, she and her companions, and wept for her virginity on the mountains. And at the end of two months she returned to her father, who did with her according to his vow that he had made. She had never known a man, and it became a custom in Israel that the daughters of Israel went year by year to lament the daughter of Jephthah the Gileadite four days in the year. Yeah, he has a rude awakening. Now he's in a bad spot. He had vowed, whatever comes out of my door to meet me, I will offer up as a burnt offering. Okay, a burnt offering means you kill the animal and you burn it. We go back to Leviticus and just to get an idea of what it is. Leviticus chapter 1 verse 1, the Lord called Moses and spoke to him from the tent of meeting saying, speak to the people of Israel and say to them, when any one of you brings an offering to the Lord, you shall bring your offering of livestock from the herd or from the flock. If his offering is a burnt offering from the herd, he shall offer a male without blemish. He shall bring it to the entrance of the tent of meeting that he may be accepted before the Lord. He shall lay his hand on the head of the burnt offering and it shall be accepted for him to make atonement for him. Then he shall kill the bull before the Lord and Aaron's sons, the priest shall bring the blood and throw the blood against the sides of the altar that is at the entrance of the tent of meeting. And it goes on. So Jephthah is in a really bad situation here. He had offered up to the Lord whatever comes out of his house, thinking it was going to be an animal. And instead, it's his daughter. Now, God never demands a human sacrifice. That's an abomination to God. So, right there, the, the problem begins with the fact that God's not going to accept that as an offering. He is not going to accept him killing his daughter as something that is a pleasing aroma to the Lord, is what is usually said of a favorable offering. And now he's got no son, no daughter. So growing up as an outcast, this daughter was probably very precious to him. Feeling the pain of being rejected by your family, he probably poured in his love to this kid. And now all of a sudden he's faced with this. And it says that he did according to the vow that he had made. So what do you do? You kill your kid and offer her up as a burnt offering? Or do you go back on your vow because you're like, no, this isn't right after God gave you a huge victory? And here's the issue. God didn't want an offering from him. There's nowhere there that says that God demanded an offering. It says the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. God's going to do the victory. God doesn't need us to go do offerings. God doesn't need anything from us. What he desires from us is not burnt offerings. It's not tithes and offerings. What he desires from us is a heart that obeys, a heart that loves him, a heart that will do what he tells us to do. And Jephthah, he stepped on a landmine when he made a foolish vow, not even thinking about it to the Lord, rather than saying, Lord, your will be done, and then perform the sacrifices when it's appropriate. So, you know, I've done that. I've done many foolish things trying to buy God off. God, if you just do this, then I'll do this. Done that many times, especially in my teenage years when I'd get all jammed up and, oh God, and then even as a believer. And God's not impressed by our wheeling and dealing. He knows the future. If you say, God, if you just do this, then I'll do this. He's like, no, you won't. I know the future. What you're going to do is you're going to say, oh, cool. I'm free of that. Now I'm going to go do something else. I'm going to forget all about that vow I made to God. We all do that. Very important, if you want a good relationship with God, you got to be honest. Don't make vows to God that you cannot keep. Matter of fact, don't even make vows to God, period, because we're all screwy, including Jephthah, and he learned the hard way. There are some commentators that say, well, what he did is he just didn't allow her to get married, and whatever. The scripture says he did with her according to his vow that he had made. That tells me he offered her up as a sacrifice. I could be wrong, but if I'm wrong, I'm erring on the side of this is what the Bible says. Regardless of that, Jephthah was brokenhearted because he did a foolish thing, but he was a good man. He was an outcast. He learned a hard lesson, and God gave him victory because he had a heart to do what was right. Do you have a heart to do what's right? Do you have a broken, contrite heart? That's the ministry of the junkyard. Go out there and preach to those outside of the church. Go out to those who are broken and share the love of God, and share the Word with them, so they may know that they have a place in God's house, just like Jephthah had a place in Israel. He didn't know it early on because they kicked him out, but God had a plan. Stay in the fight. Continue to pray, continue to believe, and you'll be blessed. Thank you.